get through this year, which means absolutely nothing. But it is the start of a new week, so that means a new episode of That's What She Said. Joined with me, as always, Ash. I follow West Coast, so can we please not talk about the footy this weekend? Nelson and Bubs, I use my own gifts in reaction to things Barbieri. Now, welcome, guys. Hello, we Georgie have, Parker. <laughs> we have a very special guest, one of my very good friends, a former housemate of mine, a former teammate, my former captain. Uh, we have Steph Kiyochi. Hello, Steph. Hello, GP. Good to be here. Very, very is, excited. Long time listener, good. first time, I suppose, involvement. <laughs> yeah. You, you um, got a late call up today. How excited were you? You dropped everything to be with us today, didn't you? I did. I had um, dinner date plans, um, you know, romantic getaway. No, I didn't because I'm in Victoria and we can't do that. So, <laughs> no, no, I'm very excited to be involved. Thanks. Now, first week of footy, just gone back after the isolation period. Did you watch it? Who did you watch it with? And Friday night, let's discuss that game. How bad was it? Thursday night, I should say. Thursday night. I did watch it. I watched the um, Pies Tigers with the crew. I think I watched every game this weekend, at least snippets of it. Um, exciting start by the Pies boys and then ran out of gas by the looks of it. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many hot pies do you, re- do you think were sent around the entire state of Victoria? Hot pies. Hot pies. <laughs> go pies. Or is- too early and I knew it was too early it was too good to be true and if yeah. you think of um Ash Nelson over here she's an avid West Coast supporter as I mentioned at the start there she would be flashing back to 2018 a five goal sort of first quarter <laughs> we should know as Pies fans that we shouldn't be getting too excited for that after the 2018 2018 grand final. It was a a magical, magical day that I actually missed the first quarter. So I had to go for an appointment as a marriage celebrant with a couple that clearly had no interest in football whatsoever. (laughs) So let's stop right there. Yeah, exactly. married on AFL grand final. No, no, they weren't. They weren't even getting married. They just wanted to have a meeting uh, about their wedding, which is even worse. And I said, clearly you guys don't follow AFL. And they're like, no, no, we'll be quick. Anyway, first quarter went past and I finally got to where I had to go in order to um, celebrate what would be the West Coast Eagles grand final uh, win. And I got there and the Eagles hadn't even really registered a goal by that stage. And I thought, well, you know what, not a bad thing that I've gone and done all this work and then all of a sudden the magic started to happen and uh, West Coast Eagles came away with a good win. But it was short-lived because I watched the West Coast Eagles game on the weekend and Georgie Parker, you were lucky that I picked up the phone today because I thought, you know what, <laughs> you are going to have a field day with the performance of the West Coast Eagles. Not that Collingwood was much better. No, but I'll take a draw against the best team in the comp than a loss. No, not a loss, a thrashing. It was a thrashing. Against- the worst club that has ever been in this league. But, look, we'll get to that in a little bit down the track. Now, Steph, when we have friends coming into our environment, we like just to get to know them a little bit. Um, I've asked you to prepare, and we've, we've all had to do this, I'd ask you to prepare two truths and a lie, and we want to see whether or not we can pick them out. Oof. You know me pretty well, so... I, I think I might sit out from it. Oh, you, no, I don't think you know these ones. I'm the worst person in the world at this game as well, Steph. So okay. if, you, if you fool me, well, then, you know, don't actually think that you're that good at lying. No, I won't. I won't. All right. I'll, so just go with it. Just yep, talk, yep, talk yep. it out. Okay. All right. Yes. So I'll start with um, this is actually a 
bit cheeky this one. So I played probably state footy growing up um, and we had a state carnival over in Cairns. It was 2013 and we had, what you do is you play a couple of games and then you have a day off and then you have like the finals. And we had our day off and they said, don't do anything too dramatic, too stressful. You know, you've got to make sure you relax. It's really hot. Rah, rah. Yeah, okay. So I wanted to go bungee jumping. Um, <laughs> very relaxed. As yeah, is. not stressful. <laughs> and the girls <laughs> chipped in. And so we went on bungee jumping up there in Cairns. Beautiful. And I did it. And I was that petrified that I actually passed out mid-jump and then came to again. So that's a true story. They weren't very happy when I told them. Um, and I actually had to sit off a quarter. You don't t- tell us which one's true, doll. <laughs> Well, that's a true. Well, maybe I'm bluffing. I don't know. <laughs> that's why. Oh, I'm confused and nervous already. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit confused too. Um, then my second story is I grew up a fanatical Carlton supporter. Um, we were so fanatical that, and Bubs, you being from Melbourne, you know this, the train line we catch um, going into the games, into the MCG, is on one that goes past Vic Park. Victoria Park, the home of Collingwood, and my granddad and my dad, my family said, every time you go past Victoria Park, you must hold your breath because because you can't breathe in the Collingwood air because it's filthy. <laughs> so I used to do that. It makes a good time. point. Yeah, I used to do that all the time. Um, and my third story is when I used to holiday in Yarrawonga with my best friend. Um, Yarrawonga is north somewhere in Victoria. Um, River. I've got, yep, Lake Mowala separates New South Wales and Victoria. And anyway, I wanted to go for a swim. There's what's called the pool, so it's like a safer area. If you know me, I can't swim very well. Um, it was very cold and I got dared to go in there. And I was like, oh, like go in there. I'm like, well, I'm not really well kept. I can't just, you know, get into my undies and hop <laughs> in there. But I did anyway. So I went in there and they stripped me naked, my best friend and her family. And they hid my clothes from me and they were making jokes about the fact that, you know, it was winter and I wasn't summer body ready, if you get what I'm saying, and that I would be killing the wildlife and next minute a fish floated across (laughs) the water like that in front of me. And that's my story. (laughs) You couldn't make it up, could you? Really? (laughs) Oh, Steph. Uh, Victoria, Victoria Victoria Park is that's definitely quite, true that's that's easy that's mm. definitely true because I know that you're an avid fan um your dad still sometimes yeah his dad her yeah. dad still wears a Carlton Guernsey underneath his Collingwood one you know he's that type of guy um, I'm still a little bit lost with all these directions that you kind of gave about Victorian <laughs> locations yeah. um <laughs> You, but actually, thing, you base all yours off uh, the little bitty sort of too much information. Too much like. info. That's because <laughs> of, of week one. That's what you guys gave yeah. to me. That was the information that you imparted to me and it hasn't worked for me. But here's my <laughs> thing. I'm thinking when you did your bungee jump and you passed out and then you kind of came to, what how did you know that you passed out? Like, did you, did someone see it? Or I just, I don't know whether or not you would have really have, have known. No. So I actually don't remember the jump. So that's how um, I was reminded of it. I actually don't remember the jump because I was that nervous. So they think that when I hit that tipping point. That oh, you're saying that that one's out. true. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> 
I'm going with I'm going with that. Okay, I'm sticking to my guns. It's probably wrong, but uh, no, I'm going with the nudie Rudy because yeah, me too. Me too. I think the nudie Rudy because is it what separates the states? The river. Yeah, no, like my way. Yeah, that runs that's into that's the that's correct. Actually, can I just that's... clarify as well? When you said the family stripped you, like yeah. that's weird. <laughs> Sorry, That's my best friend me. and her sister. And yeah, but yeah, and then her granddad did come down to the pool and I was like, hello, I can't get out because they hung my clothes up on, on top of the ladder. So the only way to get it was to climb out Moody Rudy and grab it. I'm saying that that one is... Yeah, mate. I'm saying that one the too. dead fish though, like the dead fish is... Yeah, that, you, you're not that too much. bad down there. You didn't need this dead fish. It was <laughs> too much. She didn't it's need the dead story. fish. Is that true? Am I right? You are right, Nelson. Oh, oh, yeah. And the only reason I knew that you could bungee jump is in Cairns is because my brother did it. So <laughs> that's it. I'm so happy right now. It's been a rough weekend, but I finally, you know, have you come finally good. got one. I'm glad you got the chocolates. But yeah, that I, was well, well done, Steph. You really pulled the wool over our eyes. I just did think because, I mean, let's go into that. You did play footy before it was deemed. I guess semi-professional that it is now. So you've gone through this change of where you could do that shit. You could go and do dumb stuff. You can drink straight after games. You didn't really have to worry about anything other than what you were doing on game day. How has that change got? What's so funny there, Bubs? <laughs> no, because I remember at the start of the story you said all the girls chipped in and I said there'd be no fucking money. It's so That's true. Right. We used to fund our own state trips. I said to myself, "That's a lie." I said, "That's a lie." They wouldn't have fucking been able to afford it. But she tricked us by saying true story straight up. I know. Off. I know. Yeah, well, I didn't know you were such a good liar. But you did go through this transition where things were so like that. That's why I believed it because that could have happened. And yeah. you've now transitioned into this thing where it is now professional. It is your life or livelihood for a period of the year. How's that change been, especially from going from such local level to such extreme? I guess you're trying to be as professional as you can given the circumstances that you're playing in. Yeah, like I didn't play junior footy, so I started as a 17-year-old at Diamond Creek in 2006. And I remember after the game we go to a local pub called the Snake Pit down in Diamond Creek. And <laughs> if you were best on ground, you got a $25 drink voucher. Down the party. Or maybe so, yeah. So, and you're just going to go through the culture. times where you got a great uh, best, your best and fairest three times at the Dymo. Well, so yeah, yeah. Yes, if you do the math, there was nine best ons by $25 that first year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, look, that's what we used to do. We used to, you know, I was in year 12 and you fall in love with the clubs that you, you know, you play for and they become like your second family. You never wanted to go home and I think that's why my year 12 was so poor is because I spent most of my time with the girls hanging out after the pub um, underage. So I don't know how that worked. But, um, but yeah, that was the culture back then. And you fast forward, what, to 2017 when the first AFLW season came around and we're thrown into this semi-professional environment where you're training three, four times a week, doing gym. I know it's surprising looking at me, but I never lifted a weight up until that point. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just a big culture shift. But, gee, it was fun. Absolutely loved it. And you you said just then that you think your year 12 might have um, gone down a little bit because you're playing with Dymo. <laughs> you're now a year 12 teacher. 
do you cringe at the thought of some of the year 12s behaving like you did back then? I think they're worse these days. I was, a, I was pretty good. I went to an all-girls private Catholic school, so I was a very good girl. Um, but, yeah, I think my students are probably up to some more naughty things that I wouldn't want to know about. But I think it's just that footy culture back then for us. Like, we just enjoyed it, enjoyed being around each other and go to the pub, have a flutter with sports bet, of course. <laughs> um, of course, so, safely. Gamble safely and yeah, responsibly, responsibly as well. Of course, of course. Um, but and yeah. not on AFL for you anymore either, Steph. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> hey, Steph, what's this year looking like for, for Collingwood? I mean, we've already seen with North Melbourne that unfortunately they have lost their, their coach due to funding issues. Are things still looking like they're going to be operating uh, fairly similar or do you think that you're going to have to streamline a little bit and unfortunately AFLW is going to have to, I guess, bear the brunt of it in some respects? Yeah, I think we will have to bear the brunt of it. I don't know exactly what that looks like. Um, you know, really unfortunate for, for North, for Scotty Gowans. He was actually my coach at Diamond Creek, you know, in my final year there and a brilliant coach, probably one of the best coaches I've played under. And um, I think that's just, you know, that's COVID-19. That's the, the cost cutting, um, I suppose, that we're seeing at AFL level. But, you know, regular chats with Jane, our head of um, women's sport and She's pretty confident that we'll be able to keep um, most staff at this stage. But in saying that, they've been stood down and they haven't, they're interstate, they haven't been brought back yet because I just don't know exactly what they can pay them and what it's going to look like. So um, I think we're in a pretty good position um, at Collingwood, but there is a part of me that thinks we'll probably be on a skeleton staff in terms of physio, doctor and, and things like that. And that was hard enough. I mean, playing with there a couple of years ago with you, it was hard enough already when you have one physio, one doctor to kind of to manage 30 girls who also don't know how to manage their body as well as the guys mm. as it is. Do you think that's going to have a big toll in the injury numbers, which are already so high in the AFLW anyway? Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Like we don't have a VFLW season to prepare throughout now. So um, we're looking at at this stage, a four to six week training block before going into games in winter just to get some touch and get some, I suppose, conditioning into our bodies. But, you know, what's that going to look like when you haven't got access to your physios and the gym? Like we can't even access the gym at the moment. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a very, very interesting space. I think we're going to be very well looked after once they do, um, I suppose, lift the restrictions and actually... Um, Gave, give us access to the club and, and to those types of people, but it's definitely going to be a different type of challenge because, as you know, GP, our pre-seasons are, are pretty quick and we've got to jam a lot into, what, three or four sessions a week. So, yeah, I'm not too sure how it's going to look. Steph, um, Georgie Parker had a COVID confession early on in our podcast series about she used to avoid doing a, a certain exercise. What was it again, Georgie, that you avoided? <laughs> I used to avoid pull-ups. So we used to kind of just linger around the area for a while and look like we did it and then continue on our merry way. Your COVID confession, you can own up to it now. <laughs> what would you avoid if you're in the gym, even though you didn't do a lot of gym previously? It seems like you're a bit of a gym bunny now, but what can you, <laughs> what can you just not stand doing? I think everyone's got one. Oh, jeez. To be fair, I'm not a big fan of the gym in general so um, most of those exercises I find really challenging um, but deadlifts absolutely kill me um, I have a dodgy back so yeah I avoid deadfli- deadlifts um, lunges 
these quads aren't made for lunges. Um, <laughs> I'm doing Pilates, put it that way. I, I'm in a no gym program at the moment and it's suiting me just fine. It looks, I feel, as, though, it looks I, as though you're missing um, calf day every day though, Steph. <laughs> yeah, look, I've been working on those. My Achilles are going well though, but you know, I'm, I'm not built for the gym. I don't really know what I'm built for, to be honest. Probably bungee jumping is what I should be doing. But. Okay, Steph, I had the nickname No Guns Nelson because throughout my entire career, I could never put on any muscle. So I think you and I are destined to be like the Dustin Fletchers of <laughs> AFLW if I ever took it up, but my knees wouldn't allow for it now. So you're on your own there just having those skinny little chicken legs. Yeah, they are pretty skinny. And believe it or not, I've spent three or four times a week in the gym the last two years to try and build up my legs to help my Achilles and it didn't seem to help. So Just focusing on the calves. That's on the calves, <laughs> honestly. They are tiny. Now, Steph, I was, I'm looking at your name. It's got Chew on your on <laughs> yeah, your on the Zoom. Now, yeah. I, I'm, I'm a wog. Look, let's be honest. I'm a wog. And there have been countless times where they've gotten my name wrong in commentary. So how do you say your name? Because I know how Georgie Parker says it. Yeah, she says it. GP says it right. So I, it's okay. Chuchi. So the CH is a Kurt and the CC is a Ch. Ah, Which doesn't make sense, really. In No, it doesn't. So Kyochi. And then how, how, how have they misrepresented you in the past? How do you know this is what I'd like to know. Uh, because it's, in, it's inevitable. Being yeah. an Italian, it's inevitable. Yeah, it is. I've had Chochi is the, the main one I get. Um, True, obviously, is a nickname and Chochi is a nickname. But the worst one I've had um, was in the 2012 VFL, W or VFL at the time, uh, grand final. Um, against Darabin and it was Chichinko. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> that had yeah. a couple of letters. Yeah, an I and N, a K and O. I don't know. So Chichinko <laughs> sounds like you've actually forever. changed um, nationality really, as well yeah. by Russian, going to Japanese, Chichinko. I'm not sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you have have you worn people down though, or sorry, have people worn you down with trying to get your name right? Because I would think I would get to a stage where I'd be like Manus. Labashane, who says, just say it Manus Labashane, because if everyone's going to have to say Manus Labashane, how they say it over in South Africa, they're just not going to get it right. Have you ever just gone, I'm just going to give them an easy last name to say, just go with it, or are you passionate about keeping that last name correct? Yeah, I should say I'm passionate about it, but I'm really not. I just, sometimes I just go to Chochi, like that's fine. Um, but yeah, I think I'm just used to it. Like even my first state jumper, I don't know if you know Bobby McCumber, she's a... Um, She's a comedian now, but she was an ex-footballer. And I remember her saying, and number 17 is Steph Kyot. Oh, choo-choo, just get up here. And that, was, that was that. So, yeah, I'm not too fussed. Like, people do ask and they, and they try their best. But, yeah, but I don't mind. I don't think choo-choo is that bad. But when you get it wrong and then it sticks, like if people are calling you Chichinko and Chinko and all these things up until today, like I'm getting mine. Mine was Barry Berry. Barry, Barry. Wow, we. <laughs> so now I get called Barry or Berry by all my mates and it's stuck uh, with me. And I, I kind of think it's because I take uh, marks like big Barry Hall. Of course. Like, of course. A, you know, goalkeeper just rising yeah. above the pack. And so I, I keep telling myself it's because of Barry, but no, mm-hmm. it's from that Olympic qualifier when, <laughs> when one commentator was getting it right and then the other guy was like, Barry, Barry. And you're like, how do you do that? I no, that's feel as though I get more annoyed about the spelling. Like, I, there's, I, ooh, 
get, it still gets misspelled even on AFL documents and things like that. So that's what... Like how hard is it? A little well, bit. Yeah. in the AFLW players cards, which they really only do a few players per team, and it was very interesting. I got given one and it was said Ash Brazel, number six, I think she is, or whatever number she is. And I look ten. at her, I'm like, 10? Yeah, duh. Ten. I'm duh. looking at it and I go, that's me. It was yeah. literally <laughs> a picture of me. Yeah, they, uh, they make a few of these, don't they? <laughs> and, I, and again, it was not a flattering photo. A horrific photo. So poor Braz <laughs> gets looked double her size and isn't even her. I was like... Oh, that's very interesting. So, yeah. yeah. Do you actually um, hand out? So, obviously, you're on the player cards because I feel as though that's just like a given. When you look at the Collingwood sign, you'll be like, yep, we need to put Steph on the player cards. Yeah. Do you hand those out? Because just before um, we were having a bit of a chat on our WhatsApp and Bubs. She actually features in multiple gifts and she was putting all the <laughs> gifts up of her on our WhatsApp group. Now I kind of went, is that acceptable? Is it acceptable for you to be handing out your own player cards? And is it acceptable to be using gifts that you feature in? Ooh. I would hand out a player card if it was asked of me, like a child, if a child wanted it. Um gifts <laughs> We're all children cards. We're all children. Which happens so often. Um, yeah, I just carry them in my back pocket and just whip them out. No. <laughs> Business card. The gifts one, though, oh, gee, it's nice being on a gift, though, isn't it? So if someone, <laughs> if someone uses it, you want to be tagged in it, just like it's a story, so then you can reshare it, but you're yeah. kind of just resharing it because you're in a bloody gift and it's awesome. You're in a gift, are you? I don't know if I am. I don't know. Search yourself. That's how I yeah. found mine. Yeah, I think there is one out there, but, yeah, it doesn't get used often. If you were in a GIF, what do you what think do you it would do? be? Well, I'm pretty, well, I do, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm doing that or something. Would it, would it be anything in the first game of a, of a season? Oh, like tripping back? Oh, I'm in a video. So the club tripping made back. a video and <clears throat> Steph, in the first, why don't you tell the story of what you did? Oh, you're going to believe the story? I think I sold it before. Um, no, so our, the first ever AFLW game at Icon Park and um, it was obviously our home game but we shifted it there for them, for Carlton, because we expected a big crowd anyway. And the first warm-up, so not the official warm-up, just when you sort of go out there and you pretend you're looking around but you're really just sussing out the crowd. Um, <laughs> I went out with a team, you know, making, making sure you look good and whatnot. Um and I was running out with um, Cecilia McIntosh, um, C-bomb, and I turned to face her. I was like, yeah, chatting as you do, using my hands. You know all about that, bubs. And went and basically was jogging back and tripped and my legs went over my head. And I was like, okay, <laughs> well, this can be saved. I can continue to flip because I'm so athletic, but I'm not that athletic. So I literally just went legs in the air and just fell to the ground and they captured it. And this would have been in front of 10 or so thousand people at that stage. It was about <laughs> 45 minutes from the game. And, yeah, then they made one of those videos where I'm flying through space and <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So that got a bit of traction. Yeah. I've got this, like, I'm visualising it. You're one of those, you know, the blow-up uh, kind of people out the front oh. of car yards where the long limbs <laughs> are just flailing around in the wind. I can imagine those little chicken legs that haven't been doing any squats <laughs> just kind of going straight up into the air and yeah. giving everyone a wave. 
Yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty bad, but I just really wish I could have flipped it over. Like, it's just not coordinated. <laughs> you um, could have landed on your curve. shoulders and flicked yourself yeah, back up. Not a chance. But anyway, that's on, that's on the gram somewhere. But Yeah, we'll, fi- we'll find it to add it into the audio. Now, <laughs> Steph, the reason why we've got you here today is because like, we love you, we love what you're about. But look, Ash sends, I don't even think, did you know, you knew that I would have known Steph Ash, right? Well, I assume so because the fact that you played for Collingwood, I mean, we think that you played for Collingwood. I think you, I played you, a couple of games. You, a couple, a couple of games. games. You spoke about it a lot. And so I assume <laughs> that you did. And I actually follow um, Steph on Twitter. I don't know if she follows me. I should actually check that. But I did send this to, to Parker, Steph. Yeah. So she sends the tweet that you put yesterday and it says, random question, re-relationships and football teams. <laughs> Which team do you dislike most and therefore would be the worst for your partner? to support interested to know who you support and who your partner supports mine is Essendon and my partner supports Essendon upside down smiley face which is a great smiley face to use now how does that go down because it is well to be honest shouldn't it be Collingwood really because you're really a Carlton supporter yeah see I was smart with that GP thanks for that I was um, <laughs> trying to not give that away so I just went with Essendon but to be fair even as a Carlton supporter Collingwood supporter it's Essendon like, just cannot stand them. Oh, stand why, by why Essendon? I, I just kind of felt as though Essendon, like, over here is a bit of a, not a nothing side, but I just feel like they're kind of, uh, uh, people they're, don't hate them me? that much, um, aside from the scarf, whole, the whole scarf. Uh, excuse me, uh, do you remember 2013? <laughs> do you remember a man called James Heard? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? They're a nothing side? Yeah, no, but I just feel like, you know, no. like, Collingwood, Carlton, there's that real Essendon. like dislike for them. Where Essendon are just kind of like they're just I personally, boy. Essendon supporters personally are the most the biggest trolls on social media. I find that. Do you find that, Steph? I don't know. They're literally the worst supporters. And I know a lot of West Coast supporters and I still think they're worse. Really? You know, I don't get the trolls haven't come out because they haven't got oh. the AFLW license yet. So I think once they have an AFLW license, we'll probably see yeah. engagement there. But we just, Carlton just had so many battles with them over the years and growing up, obviously, through the 90s, going to the footy, like it was just, you learn to hate Essendon. So, that, hate so really, really, it's just who you lost to most. <laughs> no, no. Well, we, beat him, <laughs> we beat him in the 93, did we? No, he lost in the 93 grand final to him. And I was there. So, but, um, Bubs, you can't really, in a modern era with Carlton, it, it can't really be what team you lost to the most. Yeah, because yeah, it is Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I agree with Bubs because I, I thought about this. I'm like, I hate Sydney. Sydney's the worst. And I think the only reason is is because there was always those close like grand finals between mm. sydney and west coast and there were so many players in that sydney side that just run me up the wrong way love to have them in the west coast eagles but when anyone mentioned sydney swans and us having to play against them i thought oh no here we go mm. might transition into the gold coast suns now who knows after last week's uh, performance <laughs> i mine was collingwood genuinely it was collingwood they're a very well dislike team and I think that's actually kind of shifting with the likes of Bucks and how he's treating supporters and what they're doing in community I think it's genuinely shifted a little bit but all right mate no 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 I, it, it has, you know, I see what she said no, she, it, it she got on today 
<laughs> no, he, he has, but it genuinely used to be Collingwood. And I remember saying to Jake, who is a Collingwood fan, one eye supporter, I can't watch the footy with him because it's just like does my head in. And I remember saying to him, oh, no kid of mine is going to go for Collingwood. Like, Here I am buying Collingwood merch. <laughs> Playing for them. Disappointed in myself. What about you, bubs, in a soccer term? I know. I actually grew up watching a lot of AFL. So for me, um, Adelaide Crows. But I did just realise Ash, Ash, mm. Ash Nelson has, has got my goat there because it's because St Kilda lost to them. In the grand final, Adelaide scum. Because I, I thought Adelaide was quite offensive, like not offensive until the last three or four years. Yeah, just oh, just yes. Really but I mean, that's you basing it on the whole uh, Essendon thing as well. That like people don't like clubs that have got this sort of Success. history. No history about them that uh, they probably haven't been doing the the right thing at their uh, clubs. Yep. Um, rather than being a success. Uh, no. If you're, go- if you're going on your Essendon argument about the No, because it's dope- the supporters are the worst. Yeah. I think <laughs> the, for us, yeah. like in football terms, Liverpool supporters are the worst. And when, whenever you ask them about being a Liverpool supporter, they ha- they, they've never won anything. Like they've, it's taken a long time for them to actually get close to winning something this year. Close, and won't stop, won't stop talking about it. And if they don't get to finish this league, what? They'll just explode. They will. Well, I think <laughs> I bet you all my previous partner used to be a Kiwi. So when it got to World Cup rugby, I mean, I just kind of had to support the Wallabies knowing full well that I wasn't happy about playing against the All Blacks. But, you know, I can't hate them, though. There's something about them that actually you just kind of acknowledge, yeah, you're just really good and, and like them for some reason. <laughs> the All yeah, Blacks? What's yeah, what's because they Well, the hacker t- gets me every time. Um, my husband's a Kiwi and I'm like, put that on the big screen, baby. Like, put it <laughs> Is that it. your porn? Yeah, it is pretty much. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> Come with me. Hey, Steph, I've just got a final question to you. How did you go with the, the shutdown period being a teacher? Happier teaching from home or is it nice to be back in the, the classroom? And do you think um, parents have a newfound appreciation for teachers after having to educate their kids at home? Yeah, from all accounts, a lot of parents are pretty happy to be sending their kids back to school, but... Yeah, it was interesting for me because I actually took term one off um, for footy. So I hadn't been in the classroom in five and a half months. Um, so was thrown into the remote learning, remote teaching sort of realm. And I enjoyed it because um, I could still interact with the kids and the way our school did it. Like over here in Victoria, it, it, each school was different in how they did it. Um, you could do live classes. You didn't have to do live classes. You didn't have to show your face. Um, whereas, you know, school down the street had to do this, this and this. So I think my school was really, really stick with it and um, a little bit more relaxed with it. So I enjoyed sort of getting up, having a meeting, you know, going and get my morning coffee, coming back, checking in, like that sort of lifestyle, spending more time with my partner and, and my dog. So that was that was nice. But um, I did definitely miss the interaction with the kids and it definitely is no substitute for face-to-face teaching. Um, you get so much more out of conversation and discussions in class, especially as a health teacher. Um, than you do sort of behind the behind the computer. So yeah, it was sort of mixed, I guess. And as, I always, as a mother, it's like you can't get them to do anything. They mm. don't listen to you. That's why you are teachers because they don't listen to a word we say. So 
I praise the Lord for you guys every day. <laughs> I admire that you're a teacher because I understand that Georgie Parker used to live with you. You failed to teach her any manners when you actually lived with her. I mean, I've never known anyone just to kind of take their pants off and walk around the room as much as Georgie Parker does. Yeah, we're very similar in that regard, though, weren't we? No, we had a bit of fun when she lived here. We, um, yeah, had a few good times, a few cooking classes. Um, but we were training most of the time, so we weren't actually here a lot of the time, which was disappointing, but... Yeah, she claims that she actually was one of the best runners at the club when she was there. Now, if you know Georgie Parker as a hockey roo, long distance running wasn't a strong point for old GP. Had other skills, not long distance running. Um, was it true that when she came to Collingwood, she transformed into I don't know. Steve Monaghetti. Steve Monaghetti, exactly. I'm <laughs> so glad you asked this because I actually did and I'm so, I was very proud of what I did. Yeah, um, imagine Ash. if I said no, no. Look, she was a very good runner, um, but she did tell us about her struggles with hockey um, and what she had to get through and the back-to-back Ks you had to run under four minutes and that was your break, whatever you ran it in. And you had to go again in 20 seconds. So learn a bit from her in that regard. But yeah, she was always up the front in those 2K time trials. I think you had me covered in one of them. So, yeah, she was a very good runner. You know, what she, you know what she's also got the secret ability to do, and I don't know if you guys figured this out. Paul but Georgie, Well, that too. But yes. Georgie Parker has a great mathematical ability to, while she's <laughs> running, figure out how much longer is left and can call out the fitness instructor when they've actually given us the wrong amount of uh, distance and time. And it's quite incredible. Like, I can't think about anything when I'm running, aside from finishing. She is a mathematician. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, and that plays into our hands as well. We probably ran, I think we ran short of a 2K. We ran longer than a 2K, and that caused an uproar. So, no, we needed someone who actually was um, efficient with I, I would run and I remember our Richichi, our um, exercise fizz once being like, okay, you've got 2.8 Ks or something like that. And as I was running, I said, this is bullshit. This is 3.15. <laughs> and, and I was like, actually, <laughs> and yeah. her out. And she goes, oh, for fuck's sake. And then just let us have the last one off. <laughs> yeah, so it's important. We're st- female. I don't know. I think it's female athletes. I don't know about you, bubs, but. Um, and, and also in your career, but like if you get told you're running 2K, yeah, mate. 2K, yeah. if it's 2.05, like stuff you, like that's not yeah. accurate. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to, don't me. Lie to me. Don't say we've got one more effort and then spring one on me. No, yeah. I'm a little bit on the spectrum and I need to know these things. <laughs> I agree. I remember going for a run in Kings Park, which essentially is, there's not a lot of, whole, lot of hills oh. in Perth, but Kings Park's fairly hilly. We went with our exercise fizz, um, who was just kind of filling in at that time. I don't want to be brought back to this memory, Ash. (laughs) We said, we did all this running. It was disgusting running. It went forever. And then he said, right, we're going to do like, I don't know, a 2K um, cool down. But he started running at four minute pace. I'm like, I don't know about you, but a cool down at four minute pace is definitely not a cool down and there's a lot of places to hide bodies in king's park and that guy <laughs> that guy was lucky to get out alive i have to say oh, yeah. that literally has brought ptsd onto me now um Chotch, we do a thing at the halftime of the show it's probably well past the halftime of the show but it's called half nelson with ash nelson it's a great name uh, it's work in progress but look take it away ash 
Well, it's three-quarter Nelson uh, today. I don't even know if there's a wrestling move like that. But today um, is a very special day. The other day it was WA Day, which I banged on about. But today it is my mum's birthday. So a big happy birthday to Mama Rob Dog. Uh, her name is Robin. My dad's name is Robert. So they get the nickname the Rob Dogs, which is classic. <laughs> anyway, um, so I thought that in honour of my mum, we could discuss our mums uh, during our time as athletes and whether or not there was anything that your mum used to do, which on reflection makes you laugh. She was just trying to help, but, you know, classic mum style probably wasn't quite hitting the mark with it because I remember my mum was quite a talented well, when I say talented, she played netball. She was also fourth in high jump uh, back in her wage and district high school days, as she tells us. <laughs> and But she just couldn't necessarily understand the game of hockey, no matter how much she actually watched it. She'd always try and describe to me what I should be doing in reference to netball terms. So any type <laughs> of lead in hockey came from her experience as a netballer, and that was my mum's contribution to my athletic career. Have you got anything, Steph, that you kind of laugh at, at your mum that she's done to you? Might be why you're on the field, might be why you're at training, that maybe has brought like a little bit of embarrassment or just shake your head and go, oh, mum. No, mum's pretty funny. Like mum grew up at St Kilda Support and then transitioned to Carlton, so she knew her footy. Um, she's quiet, so she actually doesn't say much. If you'd spoken about my dad, it'd be different. But my <laughs> mum's pretty good. She, I've heard her scream green before like squeal before when I've been crunched um and apparently she almost fainted um but yeah other than that no mum mum's not doesn't contribute too much on game day or at training what about I'm your on... dad your oh, dad's yeah. very vocal on on twitter and things like that what about your dad growing up jeez he's just he's the best my dad is the best I love him to bits um very very supportive he surprised me once um when we went and played in WA he said he wasn't coming over and um, all I heard from the crowd was, good work, Stefania. And, but, you know, that's <laughs> Italian. I was like, there is not a chance that someone here in wherever we were, uh, Mandra, is calling me Stefania from the crowd. They're all drinking bourbon and bloody just chilling out. So, yeah, <laughs> Dad, dad's a ripper. Yeah, learn a lot from him. My my mum was uh, my team manager for the under-19s Victorian state team and she was cooking up a storm every day and then she ran out of tea towels so she thought that she, in the Springvale Motel up on Springvale Road there, um, she thought she'd start a fire by putting the tea towels in the microwave to dry them. Oh, she, no, thought, no, no. <laughs> she thought that microwaving a tea towel... Mind you, it's probably back in the day when microwaves weren't that popular yet, like 1998 or something, 1997, and she's nearly set the hotel on fire. That's right. Oh, my God. What about you, Bubs? You're a mum. Is there anything you're vowing not to do or anything you actually want to do to be annoying and embarrassing to you? Well, actually, I'm, I'm quite embarrassing for Holly at the moment because... Um, there is a rumour going around that I'm a, I'm a famous soccer player. And um, the ladies at the, uh, the, ladies at the, the after-school care had to stop the kids from Googling me because Holly was crying. Very, very <laughs> yeah, my mum. yeah, they probably saw your gif and went, oh, my God, that's her. Yeah, but, but we don't have the same last name. So ah. when, when they were looking it up, they couldn't find her. So they probably thought she was 
I don't think she kind of um, told them about me, but they they definitely saw like the emblem on my pants or something and, and started to try and Google me. And the lady at the at the care place was like, oh, don't do that. That's a breach of privacy. And I'm like, I think it's okay, lady. Like, yeah. <laughs> How would they spell, uh, spell it anyway with the same B-A-R-R-Y? Yeah, Barry. Barry, Barry. Barry, Barry. Barry. That's right. Parker, what's mum been up to during your career um, in mom, hockey, football? Mum literally tried to stay right away from everything I did. She didn't want to be that embarrassing mum. So she genuinely didn't do anything embarrassing. Dad used to run up and down the field when I was younger and I was playing in such an older age group and he used to come up and down the field and say, pass it to Georgie, pass it to Georgie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, oh. But yeah, no, mum really. What's that? My dad, my dad yells at the referees constantly, abusing the referees in in Italian accent. What do you think you're doing? (laughs) (laughs) No, they didn't do that. Mum, mum actively tried to not be one of those parents because she used to like do a lot of coaching and management and things like that, and she used to get like hate all the parents that were so actively involved. So she never really did that. Um, and she used to be embarrassed. So say she was like a manager of a team and I was best and fairest or something. And she used to be like, and this is voted on from all of the players to make sure <laughs> that just to make sure. It wasn't it wasn't me, I promise. It was all of the players. <laughs> so yeah, no, she wasn't any um embarrassing at all. Um she's a little sweetheart. She's so cute. She walks around and like we're just coming up to our sixth year of our um World Cup over in um, where were we? Then, huh? Hey, um, yeah, hey, that's where yeah. my mum broke her nose and her wrist in two separate falls <laughs> on that trip. So that was but, also another additional funny, but, but she would have been, my she would have been, she would have been drunk, right? No, she was chasing. Don't mind my dog barking in the background. She was chasing after a person dressed up in an elephant suit and she wanted to take a photo. <laughs> it, was on, it was on the day where they were celebrating all the different cultures and it was India Day. So they had this elephant going through um, basically the World Cup and she thought she'd try and get a snap, you know, a snapshot. She'd already fallen off a curb the day before. Anyway, as she was running, she tripped on a little bit of plywood that was just sticking up. And over she went, and because she, she had a camera, she couldn't put her hands out, so she oh, no. was on her face. Oh, and I think feels- she broke her, her nose. So bless mum, trying to take a photo of an elephant, she resulted in a, a, a broken nose. Was it a real it elephant? Just, it's a man, it was a man dressed up as an elephant. <laughs> it wasn't even real. Oh, it's pretty ironic that an elephant is known for its long nose. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been two men, but either way, it wasn't a real elephant bumps. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Parker, I cut in at World Cup at the Hague. Oh, no, nothing. Just the most, like, she's just wearing, you know, shirts with big pictures of me and stuff on it. But, like, oh, it's more okay. supportive other than right. anything else. So she's was not she ever in an elephant outfit? <laughs> Couldn't be my mum chasing your mum. <laughs> <laughs> no, unfortunately not. Well, um, either way, happy birthday to Mama Rob Dog, and uh, hopefully it's one of a, a birthday with with less falls in it. And as much as we like to poke fun at our, our mums and dads, we well, love them. I'd like to ask a question about that, guys. At what stage in life does it go from "I fell over" to "I had a fall"? <laughs> yes, that is a very good point. And, it, and, and since question. when do you have to warn your child? Don't push Nana over. 
Don't push Nona. Don't push Nona at all. She might fall back. She might hit her head on the concrete. <laughs> like all these scenarios start playing in your because, head. Because you've just said to a broken just, hip. You've just said about your mum having a fall. Like she's not that old. Well, she's Maybe. seventy. Yeah, she's seventy. No, no Ash's um, oh. my mum. Yeah, she's only sixty-three. I think it's maybe got to do with the number of times you fall over, perhaps, <laughs> mm. because you can say, "Oh, I fell over." If it's just a once-off, but when you start to have multiple falls Falls, maybe that's when you you transition but it's the same debate as like you know when do you go from being a young gun to a veteran like there's no middle ground it just happens like that and i don't i don't know what the the point actually is it's a great question bubs last year was a young gun and then suddenly at age 41 she's become a veteran it's real weird that's it you just ease over the edge and it's like straight down Exactly. No, it is. My mum just had a, a fall at tennis. She was playing tennis and she went over and broke her wrist. And she made sure that she told everybody she did it doing playing tennis, not doing anything. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> she, she was yeah, so I think embarrassed. The fact that she's still active and being able to play, that doesn't make it a fall. Steph, did you have a fall that time that you were in front of 10,000 people? Or yeah, did you I just... did a bit of a trip. I call it a trip, a little holiday that was. So, but I <laughs> didn't do it just that once. That's the problem. I did it the week after and the week after that. Just you little did. trips. I didn't fall as such. But, yeah, I don't so know. Did what you learn to, to not do that? Not yeah, instead of waiting, because I usually like to lead the girls out, then turn and sort of, you know, high five and get around them. Um, so I just went bugger that. I'm going to keep running straight and rather than turn around. So that was my uh, my learning. I actually think it's when you can't stop yourself from falling. <laughs> but that's <laughs> that's the worst. Like when you when you look like you're you're falling, like when you bungee jump and you whoa 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 when you what when yeah. winding the car windows down in your old Datsun 200 180B and you you can't you can't stop yourself. Oh, yes, the, the old Datsun. Um, Does that provide a clarity on your answer, GP, or your initial question? Well, sorry? I actually had one normal number of 65 there from from Josh. So. Yeah, of course, the teacher brings out the actual no. age of an older adult, which 70. is 65 and above. So, you're so when, you, when you get a senior card, you start to have falls rather than you just had a trip. Correct. Right. <laughs> so we actually got, we, we got something out of this podcast tonight. We don't it's usually. A pointless podcast. It is such a pointless podcast. Such a turnaround. Turn up for the books. It's <laughs> because we've got a teacher here. Thank you, Steph. Georgie Clark said, has finally been taught something by Steph. <laughs> She's there thinking, what the hell? Why am I still here? <laughs> oh, well, big, big Brother is on, but I'm, I'm fixated here. We forgot. We're meant to talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about Big Brother. I was actually weirded out because Gorringe is on Twitter at the moment tweeting about himself crying on Big Brother. And I was asking the question, I thought Big Brother was like, they're in the house now. No, it's Have different this year. It? Yeah, it's different. Like, more like a survivor. Yes, because you previously you weren't even allowed to talk about nominations, but now it's all strategic and, you know, or this person's, I'm voting for you and you're voting for me. And it's just, yeah, it's a different element. It's not like, I think because of COVID, didn't they start filming... Pre or no, I think it was always going to be like this because otherwise it would have started filming live, right? Yeah. So it's not 
Australia nominated or voting anymore. The last three is, though. So the final three, they haven't announced a winner. Oh. The final three are voted by the audience. Steph, do you like the change? I like the change because I was a massive fan of Survivor and also The Mole. Do you remember The Mole? Bring the Mole back. Bring the Mole back. Yeah, Grout Bowler as well. Is it Bowler? That's his name. He was actually, I really liked him as the host as well. that's a blast from the past. Yes, I like the merging that I'm seeing here between The Mole and Big Brother and now there's this strategic element. Are you appreciating the change as a Big Brother fan? I am appreciating the changes. I did really like Up Late. Like, that was fun. I feel like we're a bit too politically correct these days. We can, they don't show that. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. I wonder if someone is a mole in there. I've heard there's actors. That's who, who was your favourite big brother, uh, what's that, what are they called, housemate Contestant. ever? Oh, yeah. Mine used to be that Sarah Marie, the one with the bunny Oh, oh the bunny, yeah, with the bunny ears. The bunny ears. Bunny ears. Whatever happened to her? Wasn't Chrissy Swan one too? Yes, she was. Yeah. She did Fitzy. well actually in it. Fitzy, Reggie, remember Reggie, the chick. She, she, no, so basically, basically any radio jock today yeah. was formerly a Big Brother. Yeah, Fitzy was one Fitzgerald. So who's your favourite? Well, I liked Reggie. She was funny back in the day. Yeah, Lisa, I think she, she was... lost her eyesight recently, but oh, she. Really? Um, yeah, she was she was going blind, unfortunately, but she was a hoot. She had that real ocker Aussie accent, and yeah, yeah country gal, right? Gee, that was a while ago. Remember before Frank? Netflix? Before Netflix? Before when you when you just switched on Big Brother because you had nothing to watch? That's it. Exactly. You had two TV channels. That's it. You're a massive Goran fan, though, right? Me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, big fan of Danny. Very funny, very funny. Seeing a different side to him though on Big Brother, I'm a bit surprised that. He's a bit more sensitive than I thought he'd be. And good. were you a fan of him when he played for Carlton? Yes. Yes. He's a handful of games. Yeah. Did you actually know when he played footy what he, who he was? Or? I knew. It's funny because I actually knew him at the Gold Coast more so at Carlton. Um, I think that might have been that sort of period where I wasn't watching a lot of footy. Um, but, yeah, I definitely knew of him. Definitely knew of him at the Goldie because he went quite high in the draft and they had high hopes for him. But... Yeah, wasn't it to be? Uh, would, would big would Big Brother be the game? Oh, not the game yeah. show, reality show. I should probably call it not game show. The reality show that you would go on if yeah. you had the the choice. And I mean, are you are you going to go join Gorge? We just don't know it yet. Oh, gee, plot twist. No, I would survive <laughs> a day. I'm too I'm too sensitive. I would struggle in these environments, and I'm not overly competitive. Believe it or not, I know that sounds strange, but I'm kind of just keep the peace, make sure everyone's happy kind of person. So I reckon I'd get played in there and I'd struggle. What What would you go on? If you had to go on a reality show, what would you go on? Who Dares Wins? Do you remember that game? With yeah. 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 I would, I would like just get a hot knockout. <laughs> I would go on It's a Knockout. I don't know that one. Yeah, that's really old. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> oh, good. We're all about the 40-plus years here. They'll, they'll appreciate that yeah, one. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> what would you go on, Ellen? Uh, well, the mole. I mean, mole, I, yeah, I, I'm mounting, I'm going to mount a com- uh, campaign. Uh, 2020, bring back, bring back, bring back the, mole. the mole. Bring back the mole. Bring back the mole. I'd mole, sign mole, it. Mole. What's that? <laughs> I'd sign that petition, bring it back. Yeah, bring it back. Can't be that. I mean, the TV networks are flashing money around at the moment. They've got plenty of it. 
And on that note, um, well, tweet of the week. <laughs> tweet of the week. You got one this week, Bob? I do. I have a couple actually, but all right, go like, on. They're they're not um, morbid or anything. Don't worry. Everyone everyone gets anxiety around <laughs> me actually, and my. I tweet actually do. I actually do. You're right. <laughs> all right, go. Um, so first of all, uh, Diego Costa has paid tribute to Virginia from Atletico Femini um, when the 25-year-old had gone into having a brain tumour removed in in May. So this is a rival team player in the men's (laughs) tributing a female player in Spain and it's very, very, you know... um, very rare that that kind of crossover would happen in Spain with with um, crossover of teams, but then also um, just the whole male and female thing over there because the females have been uh, long forgotten in Spain for a long time, so it's been great to see that. Um, the other one was um, a really positive one. So all of this talk of statues and one of my favourites is one that is missing. Peter Norman, an Aussie, he stood with Tommy Smith and John Carlos. Mm -hmm. But when this statue was commissioned, he chose to leave leave his second place vacant so anyone can stand with these two men forever. So, and there's a photo of, um, you know, that powerful pose with the fists raised in the air and then the empty dais on the number two. So you can have your photo taken with, um, with those two legends. Um, and just a, a very good man, Peter Norman, wouldn't oh. want his name recorded anywhere and just forever a, a person of um, one gives you know, me black chills. lives, ally. Was he, correct me if I'm wrong, was that then the photo of the two, um, I don't know the names of the the winner. Yeah, were they carrying his coffin when he passed away? Yes, correct. Yes, I did see that. That was a ripping. So he he died from a heart attack. Heart attack, 06 or something? Yes, yes, and it was um, really sudden. And so they kept in contact because um, that ruined his athletic career. If you look up this story, there's a good documentary on them, on him. Um, it ruined his athletic career. He was basically banished from the Australian Olympic team after that. So um, very, very powerful image, that one. Um, I've got a tweet that's not quite so deep. Um, and it says it's from someone called Thought Chocolate. And it said... How is it not deep with a name like that? <laughs> I know, it is. <laughs> And it says, everyone should take a moment to remember that behind every Twitter account is a fucking loser. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. These trolls. (laughs) We've all got Twitter accounts. One, two, three, four. Look at us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Massive losers. Um, I know you, you didn't have one this week, did you, Nello? No, I just, I just was on Steph's Yours was and I stole Steph. that. Mine became yeah. a segment. That's how good yes. her tweet was. <laughs> well we took it one that. step further and also that she doesn't have much of a life and we're able to get her on the podcast in what? <laughs> very, very notice. Behind every Twitter account is a loser. <laughs> <laughs> loser who's missing Mate. out on Big Brother just quietly. Yeah. Very much so. Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, it's um, on mute. I've been sort of scanning. <laughs> Well, we'll let you go and watch your big brother. It's big, big um, things going down there in Cheltenham. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, Everyone out there, if you can have a punt, make sure you do so responsibly. Please like, subscribe, tell your friends. Um, Do you want to say hi to your number one fan? I know she'll be listening. 
Hi, Fernie Fern. Yes, uh, it's your birthday in a few weeks, so happy birthday in advance for that. Thanks, Jim. Well done. All righty. Well, thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week on That's What She Said. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.